like now you have all these students who are majority white that have went through Harvard because in a time in life where I guess Harvard was majority white, white people, they are able to pass down uh, seat. They can get their kids into school. Abigail Fisher applied and was denied by the University of Texas at Austin. She ended up filing the lawsuit, claimed that the consideration of race, which is part of affirmative action, was a cause, the reason that she was denied. Basically, he thinks that we will create a, a, a platform. The algorithms will get so good to where we won't be able to get off. Welcome to the Psych Expansion Podcast, a podcast where we discuss the connection between past, present, and how it shapes our future generation. I am your host, Gabriel Elijah. How are y'all doing today? Yes, yes, yes. Another beautiful day. Another day to be grateful for life. Thank God I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am prosperous. I am resilient, persistent. I am just happy to be alive. Every day is another day to make things better. So hope all of you all have been doing well. What's been new with me here lately? So I don't know if I told you, all but a few months ago, if you've been following the podcast, you know that I was out of a job like two months, maybe three months ago. Maybe, maybe longer than that, four months ago. I was out of work for two months. And then I got a job at Amazon. So now I drive for Amazon. And I've been doing that for about two, three months. And here recently, I decided to, I was actually in a winery and I had a cup of wine while I visited downtown because it was my first time visiting downtown. And I found this very, very neat place. And I went in there, I had a glass of wine met this young lady she was very kind she had great uh service and whatnot so i just chilled in there for a little bit and worked on my plans for the future and goals that i wanted to accomplish but while in there the owner of the place had came in there and she was like started conversating with me and she ended up asking me if i wanted to if i was interested in taking on a part-time there and i was like sure but this is really crazy because just a couple of days before that, I was talking to a friend of mine. And I was like, man, I, I want to get into sales. I want to maybe do a car dealership or bartend or some, something in that nature. I want to talk to people and sell something. That's the best way I can describe it. So we was I was in there and she again, she asked me, she was like, would you be interested in uh, taking on a position here part time? I was like, sure. Yeah. So the interview is actually today. Interview is actually today. So wish me luck whenever you see this. I know it'll probably be too late by the time you see this. But, you know, if you can see into the future, wish me luck. But long story short, I took on this job. I took the I said that I wanted to do this because I want to get better with sales. I want to be able to improve my people skills, read people better. I love people watching. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I don't just like stare at them and whatnot, but. I love people watching to the point where I try and assume why they make certain decisions. Not necessarily like what they have going on in their life, but why, why people make those decisions. But other than that, a Negro got two jobs. I got two jobs. No, I'm playing. But yeah, I got two jobs now. So my schedule is going to be pretty heavy between podcasts and content creating amazon and doing that winery because the winery has like a bar and whatnot so i will be like a bartender in a sense 
but yeah other than that i want to get into a topic today about affirmative action i've been hearing affirmative action this affirmative action that and you got people to the left you got people to the right you got people in the mid center don't really know what's going on or they're just in the middle like they don't have really a side they don't know how to feel about it today i'm gonna just t discuss it a little bit and see how you guys feel about it in the end and i'll let you know what i think about it in the end first things first i went in high school i was a pretty good student right i think i maintained like a 3.5 3.7 gpa maybe it wasn't 3.7 but anywhere from a 3.3 to a 3.5 gpa right and i applied to college and i got into the college that i wanted to go to so that seems fair right that seems like the way things should go right you 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 get the grades you get the scores on the sats or the acts and you get the scores in high school and you apply to the school that has a requirement or you met that school's requirement criteria that you want to go to and you get into the school most of the time that's how things happen right? not in everybody's case though Affirmative action is a government or private program designed to redress historic injustices against specific groups by making special efforts to provide members of these mm. groups with access to educational and employment opportunities. That is affirmative action. Listen, so a lot of talk been going on about affirmative action because it basically gives this, uh, it's like this push towards giving minorities this arbitrary factor that will get them into a school rather than a person that's more qualified to get into that school give you an example right there's this woman named her name is abigail fisher abigail fisher applied and was denied by the university of texas at austin she ended up filing a lawsuit claimed that the consideration of race which is part of affirmative action was the cause the reason that she was denied it was a nation it came to a nationwide attention known as fisher versus university of texas at austin supreme court ruled in the favor of the university in 2013 2016 a review of the case had happened and it upheld the policy but it emphasized the school's need to demonstrate race conscience to achieve diversity so it basically said that school wanted it was retried in 2016 they upheld the, the the ruling that the school needs to do this to be able to have a diverse community right so i have something to say about that if a per i don't necessarily know if that is the right way to go about things just by manipulating the numbers right you aren't necessarily fixing the issue yeah you're getting diversity within the school but it's kind of like you're you're taking students that don't necessarily fit the school's requirement rather than fixing the issue to where it's a fair advantage between white students and black students or whoever and you're like just accepting people who are somewhat underqualified to get into the school i'll continue so there's been plenty of arguments made about this right abigail fisher says there were people in my class with lower grades who weren't in all the activities i was in who were being accepted into ut and the only other thing between us was the color of our skin black people 
go through this a whole lot so not saying that anybody deserves that but you feel where we are speaking from whenever we say we're not being accepted because of the color of our skin it's happened to me a few times my uh, stepfather if there's one thing that he really did teach me it was that there's more than one way to skin a cat not always say this like through any of my podcasts there's always one there's always more than one way to skin a cat basically saying that there's always more than one way to get something done so where one way doesn't work just find another way but some people choose to fight against the case right some people don't doesn't they don't want to find another way and i understand though i get it right because some places let's just say you this is a theoretical story or a theoretical little little i don't know story let's just say apple only hires from the university of texas at austin and she won't really desire to work for apple so if her scores are perfect for getting into the school but she is not accepted over this student who is underqualified I would be upset as well because I can't just go to some other school and get my dream job. I did what I was supposed to do to get into the school, but I was denied because of affirmative action, right? There's been plenty of arguments. I won't go through all the arguments with affirmative action because we'll be here all day trying to discuss what's right, what's wrong, but whatever. I'm not here to even say what's right and what's wrong. I'm just here to give my opinion and give you a few arguments, but Here's another argument that was made at Harvard University. There are discrepancies in the educational system. A majority of the time, I know this in New York City, the schools that that minorities go to are not as well-funded, are not as well-supplied as white schools. And so there is going to be a discrepancy naturally between minorities and between whites if they go to better schools. And they will not do as well on exams because they haven't had as much help because of a worst school system. So right. I think yeah, let me just interrupt you to, to uh, tell me your name. Anisha. Anisha. Anisha, you're pointing out that minority kids may have gone, in some cases, to schools that didn't give them the same educational opportunity as kids from affluent families. Yes. And so the test scores they got may actually not represent their true potential because they didn't receive the same kind of help that they might have received had they gone to a school with better funding. All right. So, yeah, that is another argument that was made by Anisha that attended Howard University. You can go and watch this whole whole, uh, video. It's on YouTube. It says, Justice, what's the right thing to do? Episode 9, Arguing Affirmative Action. It's really good, right? I think it's like a two-day process. The video is like 55 minutes long. But they split it in half like the first day and second day i haven't finished I wa- i've watched the excuse me i've watched the first day at least twice now to try to like not only hear what they're saying and you know argue each person's point myself but just to try to get a deeper understanding of what's going on but moving on right is that fair though is that fair that a, a person who deserved to be in the school didn't get in but the person who was underqualified got in does that sound fair you got in because of the color of your skin or ethnicity you know a person scores grades extracurricular achievements means nothing when put up against a less qualified student with affirmative action this 
arbitrary factor pushed them through okay what if both had the exact same scores exact backgrounds come from pretty pretty decent homes had good environmental resources and they both scored the same thing what if the person of color got in over the white person then is that fair because now it's not like you come from a bad background and don't really get chance or you don't really have the opportunities you come from the same back background is it even I, I heard one person argue that it's not about where they well not where they come from but it's about having that cultural difference right being black and having that perspective rather than being white and having that perspective having a black person in the school will further the education will further the white person's education because you now have a better understanding of how a black person sees the world or hispanic person sees the world those those are just some more arguments that was made but before you answer is that fair affirmative action pushes colored people through is that fair there's this thing called legacy seats right and i'll let you take a listen to what legacy seats are legacy seat right here that there are more white legacies than black legacies in the history admission because exactly i was going to say if you disagree with affirmative action you should disagree with legacy admission because it's obvious from looking around here that there are more white legacies than black legacies in the history of harvard university and explain what legacy admissions are well legacy admissions is giving an advantage to someone who has an arbitrary privilege of their parent having attended the university to which they're applying all right so legacy admissions i think i said legacy seats whatever they're getting seats in the classroom it's legacy seat now i'm playing it's called legacy admissions though but so it gives the same uh, idea right like now you have all these students who are majority white that have went through harvard because in a time in life where i guess harvard was majority white white people they are able to pass down uh see they can get their kids into school basically the grandfather or great-grandfather went through the school and he's a part of alumni he's probably donating money to the school you know what i'm saying then the grand he passes that guarantees his son the grandfather a seat he goes through alumni giving money to the son then it's like the father or the mother goes they're getting all this money from this family so this school is going to keep letting keep giving their heritage a seat in that school they securing the bag basically that's all it is they just securing the bag because they are a private institution from my understanding as a matter of fact let me just fact check that really really quick yeah i think they're private yeah private non-profit so it's just like they're securing the bag they're keeping their money coming in but i don't know if they came out and said that's what it is but it only makes sense to me so but before you say affirmative action isn't all the way unfair or all the way fair you got to ask yourself about legacy admissions as well is that fair to add to the issue another person had also stated that it's it's what they owe us it's like reparations this lingering effect from slavery has happened that has put black folk in a a bond this lingering uh lifestyle of of being in the 
lower class like it, it not poor but some black people are poor but you can't say white or poor too there are white poor people but the fact that they're saying that slavery has more or less manufactured a lifestyle to where we didn't get a chance to go through harvard back then and get legacy seats now they are putting these students through harvard through affirmative action to try and make up for that i heard it uh described as uh reparations right actually before i even go any further i think the supreme court has i found this article on vox there's an article on vox and it says that the supreme court effectively ends affirmative action the court's decision will almost certainly have the same effect as a total ban on race conscience admissions this is a, an article from vox V-O-X. The Supreme Court severely curtailed the use of affirmative action in higher education, ruling that universities cannot explicitly consider race and granting admissions and effectively reversing nearly 50 years of precedence. The six-person's majority opinion is likely to radically transform the college admissions process. They had, a, I guess they had a recent case. Justice heard two cases in October of 2022 on affirmative action, one on race conscience admissions policies at Harvard University and one from the University of North Carolina, which we all know they aren't better than Duke. But that has nothing to do about this. Go to Duke. So, excuse me. Again, though, affirmative action. Where I stand on it is I think that it all comes back down to the parent nowadays. I don't necessarily know. I think the schools know that having a diverse community will benefit them more than not having it. Because if you just put, let's just say, Caucasian people with Caucasian people, you create this echo chamber, echo chamber that that they're not getting an outside perspective of what's going on with other people in the world. And so I think that they'll also figure out a way to make it work. Another idea that I had is these colleges like this need to or should could, this is just a suggestion. I don't know if they already do this, but things like early college, they need to give out some type of curriculum to help prepare students to uh, succeed in these schools, whatnot that or, or at least be accepted at a competitive rate. Right. Where if I put this white person who is in a. Uh, a, a great background comes from a ba- great background up against this black student i don't have to worry about what their background looks like i know that what they've learned and you know what what, what they know that they're competing their scores are competing not their race not their ethnicity none of that really matters i mean which it still does though because you want to have it die first but I, again, I don't know. I don't really know. I I thought about it. Like again, I'm one of those people that who are in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel I feel like it shouldn't be. Then again, I feel like it should be. And it's just I don't know. I really don't. But let me know how you feel in the comments. Again, moving on. So we all have been a victim of social media and well, given our time up to social media in some way. I know some of us spend hours on it. Some of us spend minutes on it. Regardless, we spend a lot of time on social media, right? So there's this movie called The Social Dilemma that kind of shows how they are building algorithms of, uh, they're building algorithms 
thing algorithms with our personalities right so they're building a digital us to keep us online here i'll just show you this clip of this movie called the social dilemma you can watch it on netflix i'm not sure if you can find it anywhere else but i know you can find it on netflix i watched it but here's a um, trailer of it when you go to google and type in climate change is you're going to see different results depending on where you live and the particular things that google knows about your interests that's not by accident that's a design technique what I want people to know is that everything they're doing online is being watched, is being tracked. Every single action you take is carefully monitored and recorded. A lot of people think Google's just a search box and Facebook's just a place to see what my friends are doing. What they don't realize is there's entire teams of engineers whose job is to use your psychology against you. I was the co-inventor of the Facebook like button. I was the president of Pinterest. Google, Twitter, Instagram. There were meaningful changes happening around the world because of these platforms. I think we were naive about the flip side of that coin. We get rewarded by parts, likes, thumbs up, and we conflate that with value and we conflate it with truth. A whole generation is more anxious, more depressed. I always felt like fundamentally it was a force for good. I don't know if I feel that way anymore. Yeah, that's just called a social dilemma. So they're basically like taking all of our information and using it, using it against us to keep us online. They'll do things like you ever been on your phone and it just gives you a notification about something. Well, and you click on a notification because you think somebody maybe tagged you or liked your picture or whatever. And you get on there and it's just telling you about something that has nothing to do with your life. It's not relevant to you. So and so liked their picture. I don't care but they know once you get on that app you're likely to see something that you like or want to check something or they'll know they're just trying to get you engaged they do little tactics like that you should watch that video or that movie it's called the social dilemma there's this guy this is well this is a podcast that i watch uh, called the lex freeman podcast and he had this guy on there named george Ho george Holt. um basically he thinks that we will create a, a platform the algorithms will get so good to where we won't be able to get out here listen i'll just let you listen to him and he'll explain it but it gets a little bit scary take a listen superhuman Ooh, like, like the gay i will generate memes of course you think it'll make humans laugh i think it's worse than that so infinite jest uh, it's introduced in the first 50 pages is about a tape that you, once you watch it once, you only ever want to watch that tape. In fact, you want to watch the tape so much that someone says, okay, here's a hacksaw, cut off your pinky, and then I'll let you watch the tape again, and you'll do it. So we're actually going to build that, I think. But it's not going to be one static tape. I think the human brain is too complex to be stuck in one static tape like that. If you look at like ant brains, maybe they can be stuck on a static tape. But we're going to build that using generative models. We're going to build the TikTok that you actually can't look away from. So TikTok is already pretty close there, but the generation is done by humans. Yeah. The algorithm is just doing their recommendation, but if, it's do if the algorithm is also able to do the generation. Well, it's a question about how much intelligence is behind it, right? Mm -hmm. So the content is being generated by, let's say, one humanity worth of intelligence. And you can quantify a humanity, right? That's a, it's, it's exaflops, yottaflops, but you can quantify it. Once that generation is being done by a hundred humanities, you're done. So it's actually scale that's the problem, but also speed. Yeah. And what if it's 
sort of manipulating the very limited human dopamine engine. So porn. Imagine just TikTok, but for porn. Yeah. It's like a brave new world. I don't even know what it'll look like. Like, again, you can't imagine the behaviors of something smarter than you, but a super intelligent and an and, and agent that just dominates your intelligence so much will be able to completely manipulate you. Is it possible that it won't really manipulate? It'll just move past us. It'll just exist the way water exists or the air exists. And that's the whole AI safety thing. It's not the machine that's going to do that. It's other humans using the machine that are going to do that to you. Yeah. Because the machine is not interested in hurting humans. The it's machine, just The machine is a machine. Yeah. But the human gets the machine. And there's a lot of humans out there very interested in manipulating you. Yeah. That, that is the Lex Friedman podcast. And that episode is with George Hotz. Hotz. Uh, you can go watch that on YouTube. Listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts at. So... Yeah, with that being said, try to, I'm not going to lie to you. I am in the stage where I am like putting my phone away from me. If I don't see it, I'm not on it. I'm not thinking about it. But the moment I hear it or I see it, I want to get on it. So I can understand where he's going with it, right? So I'm just trying to train myself not to be on my phone as much. I've even went and bought a dictionary. That way, whenever I don't know a word or I want to look something up, I am going to my dictionary handheld rather than looking it up on my phone i'm trying to not be attached to it to that point where i just need my phone there's a lot of people out there right now that's like that they just need their phone and it's only going to get worse the older you get because the neural paths want to connect and you're just going to need your phone there's people now that can't even go to the club can't go to uh, the bar can't go to church can't go to the gym without having their phone and recording and looking at what's going on with other people's lives like nobody can focus right now so i just think it's important that we all get away from our phones just a little bit not only just a social media break but just put the phone down and be in this physical space you feel what i'm saying but other than that i'm not here to preach to you i appreciate each and every one of y'all for joining me this week in psych expansion podcast i hope that i have given you some type of insight some type of information to go look deeper on don't take my word for it don't ever take my word for it go do your own research but i am here to give you some things to think about expand the mind psych expansion mind expansion is basically what i'm doing here again i thank each and every one of y'all for joining me this week make sure you like subscribe and if you're on apple Podcasts, spotify or anywhere that you enjoy listening to podcasts make sure you give me five star and a comment you know what i'm saying if you enjoyed the episode you feel me but yeah Again, I thank y'all and I am out.